You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Welcome back to That Park Life Podcast. I'm your co-host, Beth, and hanging out here with my co-host, Greg, who just spilled water on okay, himself. Is that why you were laugh. laughing I'm at sorry. me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's like drinking water and then he like wipes his side of his mouth and I did see it spill and I'm like, you're a hot mess, dude. <laughs> Welcome, Greg. Oh, thanks. Happy to be here. Um, Hope you're having a better Monday. <laughs> no, I, everything is good. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Do you ever like do things mindlessly? And I just yeah. was drinking water um, and I was like, oh, I just got it all over myself and I'm wearing a light colored shirt and not that anyone can see it, but you, Beth, but like oh it just made me laugh because you didn't acknowledge it and i'm like clearly i can see you (laughs) (laughs) normally i feel like you would have made some kind of gesture but anyway i think that i've now dubbed these new these times when we're chatting to greg does disney (laughs) (laughs) it's mainly like greg what have you done in disney this week um i i'm gonna be talking very uh fast today everyone because i've had a lot of caffeine we've covered we covered that in the chat chat Hopped up on caffeine today. Um, I did want to give a shout out to Disneyland Paris because my own Disney park didn't wish me happy birthday, but I woke up to a lovely email from Disneyland Paris with a sweet video wishing me a happy birthday today. That's so nice of them. And I was like, does does Disney World not do that? That's a like, great do question. You re- do you remember if they do that? I don't like, know. Like it was a really sweet like, hey, Beth, like, bubble, you know, I mean, I know it's a generic email. They just put your name in it, but still... <laughs> had a little video you click on and i sent it to you did you see it i did i did see it i thought it was cool i was like i wanted greg to see it to know what i was talking about um i've also decided that i'm secretly hoping that at some point magic happen comes to walt disney world and i wanted to ask you what are the odds you think that's going to happen at some point there's some some conversation about these parades so uh magic happens recently came out california but paint the night parade hasn't Mm -hmm. And I think the paint the night parade won't come to Magic Kingdom because some I think from what I've heard, some of the floats are too long to make the sharp oh. turns that we have. I think <clears> specifically are coming in and out of Liberty Square. That said, yeah. I don't know what the Magic Happens parade is like in terms of that. I don't I know, know. I feel like if from what fit. I've seen, it's shorter floats, but maybe they yeah. have a few that are longer that won't make that turn. Dang it. Because it's a. Anyways. I mean, I haven't seen it in person. I've only watched YouTube videos of it. We're hoping to see it when we go back in like eight or nine months from now, whenever that is. Well, and I've listened to the. um, I've I've listened to the soundtrack to it all the time in my car. So not the one on um, Spotify, but the one that we basically ripped off of YouTube. (laughs) So it's like the full length version of the parade. And I absolutely love it. It's my Mm. favorite. By the way, I looked it up real quick and I did get a happy birthday from Disney, but that was 2020. That's the last time I got a happy birthday. Disney. Of all, well, maybe, maybe they felt They're bad like, for We've us been all. through a lot. Well, you know what? Everyone's been through a lot, and Disneyland Paris is up on their game. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. So um, I have done a few things Anything. around yeah. the parks, and I just want to mention a, a couple of quick things. Um, do you want to start with good news or less than good news? Mm, let's start with great news. Okay. Um, are any of these great news? Um, I don't know. Let me see. So um, I do have a, a pro I've tip. I've Pete. See peanut butter pie. That's pretty that's, dang good that's news. That's the less than good news, everybody. <gasps> we'll start there. Oh, okay. It's, um, not, I don't. Not I don't back. take joy in this at all. It is with deep sadness, and I refuse to change my mind about this. That the peanut butter pie of old. This is the mm-hmm. peanut butter pie at the Contempo Cafe at Disney's Contemporary Resort Hotel. Um, it changed over to a 50th anniversary version with with banana in it. It was like a peanut peanut butter banana pie, right? fine i didn't like it it was not for me and to be fair most people that i've talked to also don't like it okay Mm -hmm. so the peanut butter pie is back on the menu at contempo cafe but it is the same shape and looks the same as the banana version just without the banana so i'm going to go back a little bit here the old peanut butter pie was that same like tart shell right yeah um, with a layer of like a custard and then this big dome, almost like a nicely scooped thing of ice cream on top. But it wasn't ice cream. It was like yeah. this peanut butter fudge kind of thing. And it was like, that's my all-time favorite, favorite, favorite snack um, in Disney World. And it's it's no longer the thing. And the way that it is now is much less, 
the, the ratio of peanut butter to other ingredients is way off. Um, mm. It's a layer of chocolate on top, which is not something that existed before. And it could be good, but out of principle, I'm not trying it. Mm. Don't insult me, Contempo no, Cafe, sad. with your gross-ass peanut butter pie. <laughs> I will not have it. You take your peanut butter and shove it. Shove it. Um, well, I'm very sad so, for you. I'm sad for you and your family on this day. <laughs> I'm hoping we can pick up the pieces and rebuild and move forward. So um, if so anyone too. out there tries this new version of the peanut butter pie, um, see if you can convince me to try it. I don't know. It's going to be an uphill battle for you, mm-hmm. but I'm not interested mm-hmm. in it. Anyway, here's a pro tip. We'll change gears. Uh, a pro tip okay. for you for Tron for the virtual boarding group. And really, this is for any virtual boarding group. So right now, Cosmic Rewind. It was a Cosmic Race. Cosmic Rewind and Epcot and Tron Light Cycle Run are the two attractions here at Disney World that um, have a virtual queue. So this this part's not new. You know, at 7 a.m. is when it opens. You can um, select your party before 7 a.m. So when you pull up the list of people, anyone that's in your traveling party or that your friends with are connected to in the My Disney Experience app will show there. Um, and you can pick and choose if maybe someone isn't going to be with you or whatever. So, you know, on Friday or whatever day I went to Magic Kingdom this week, I can't remember, um, I, uh, you know, did the thing. We're at like 6.50-something. I just made sure it was just me, no one else. Fine. But at 6.59 and 58 seconds is when the is when the games begin, right? So you have a second device so you can see the second so that when it, right? So at 6 a.m., 6.59 and 58 seconds. I did the, I pulled down to refresh. And at that point, I just smacked the button at the bottom. Don't even look at what it says. Literally don't even look at it. And I got yeah. boarding group two. The last time I did it, I got boarding group seven or eight or whatever it was. Yeah, I think it so, was like six. Yeah, it was, it's, it's low, so low that they, um, they call your boarding group before the park's even right open. Away. Yes. Yeah. So I can't stress that enough is that you if you've confirmed your party you do not need so to look at where the next screen have, what where are you looking for the timer what timer do, are you looking at i have a second device where i have a stop basically like the world on the clock with that actually displays yeah. the second the seconds okay okay that's the way you, know, you can use a watch you can use your yeah. partner's phone whatever i just happen to look an old self it's actually the phone that i use as our soundboard for this for this yeah. podcast i don't do anything else with it besides that 58 seconds um, okay that's the thing. So pull it out and refresh. Both and then... still, do they both do the 7 and the 1 o'clock? Yeah. And at Magic Kingdom um, for Tron after th- like this weekend is spring break is now over. So it's like back to mm-hmm. better crowds, I guess. Normal, yeah. I guess, crowds. Uh, the 1 p.m. virtual queue was open for like, I think, more than an hour before oh. it got full. And wow. on days when the extra magic hours, whatever they're calling it, extended evening hours or something, again, that's mm-hmm. just for deluxe resort guests. But on those nights, which is Wednesdays, they do an additional virtual queue at, I want to say, 6 p.m. All right. A couple of other quick things. I'm yeah. So this week, Disney's been making a bunch of announcements. We'll talk about them. Mm-hmm. And we're possibly going to find out when the dates for the not-so-scary Halloween party are. Last year, God, May is when we were able about. to book. It's crazy to think that like yeah. we're already it's coming around place. the corner. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that information. Hopefully that's soon. I'll be at Animal Kingdom later this week for the official 25th anniversary of yeah, the park. It opened in so April of 1998. Yeah, new merch. They'll have it? some snacks, which I probably won't be eating based on the conversation yeah. we had in our pet chat. And um, and some rare character meet and greets. I think this whole week. I don't think it's limited to just Saturday. It seems like they've increased the special characters um, at the park for this week so i'm excited i haven't been to animal kingdom i think i actually haven't been there this year yet like this calendar year so wow okay it's been at least four months she's never the park we go to and the last thing i want to quickly mention before we hop into our big topic is um i got to partake in the run disney event over the weekend it was the i did the 10 miler the toy story 10 miler on sunday and um and then went to work and i was like you're insane that was the (laughs) truly that was the hardest part is don't get me wrong, it's still a challenge for me to run 10 miles, but it's something that I do almost every week. I'm usually running between 10 and 13 miles as my longer run for the week. So that mm-hmm. the 10 mile part was okay, although I swear it was much more uphill than it was down. I don't understand. Because um, <laughs> like five miles of it basically was just the road. It's World Drive and mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit of Buena Vista. But we got to run at Epcot and Hollywood Studios. You're and... like, I got to see some roadkill. It was really cool. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, it's a, Honestly, it is it is a cool thing. It's a, We had a fun time. 
It was very mm-hmm. humid, super sweaty, as you all saw on our story on Instagram. You know, got a little bit of a little it's sweat like a, going on. It's a very humid time when like the dew has fallen and it's yes. like the, yeah, it's, I can only imagine. There was like a little mist sweaty. in the air because it was almost kind of raining, but then it didn't rain. Yeah. There was a threat of rain. So anyway, had a great time. If you're on the fence about a run Disney weekend, it's a ton of fun. You don't have to be an athlete. I just like to stress that. Just go there for the characters, if nothing else. Um, you'll have you'll have a fun time. Okay, are we ready for our next segment of rating ride cues? Today we're doing Magic Kingdom Pot Dew. Yes. So we've done our Magic Kingdom once before, and we'll be rating these attractions on a scale of one to four stars. And we also posted to our story on Instagram. If you're not following mm-hmm. us, it's at that Parklift Podcast. And uh, we asked you all to rate some of these cues. So we'll also include your ratings in there as well as our own. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about some of our pros and cons. Some of those pros and cons are likely to be about whether it's inside or outside. How quickly does the line move? Does it feel like you're just standing in one place for forever? Are there any interactive elements or the things to do? Are you going to hate yourself the whole time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. <clears throat> cool. All right. We're starting with Pita Pan. Sure. And I'm, I'm going to have you go first. I think okay. I went first last time. So you sure. go first. Before we jump in, here's a little background music that you might hear while waiting in the queue for Peter Pan's flight. Okay. So let's start off with some pros. My first pro, which is usually the first thing that's on my mind when it comes to any attraction queue is, are we inside or are we outside here? Mm-hmm. The good Amen. news is mostly inside. There, I mean, there are some outside parts. The very beginning of the attraction queue is outside, but you get inside pretty quickly. And then you're you're inside there for the most part. But the, the weird part is you kind of go back, quote, outside for the loading area. I mean, I know you're yeah. covered and you're like, it's like you're almost inside, but still you get some humidity wafting in there. Mm-hmm. But the whole part of it is covered, which is good. So rain and sun aren't really an issue when you're in this queue. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in the building, I feel like there's a lot going on in here. So a lot made my list of pros for Peter Pan's flight here in Fantasyland. Uh, one, the very first hallway you walk into when you're entering the Darling House is um, has a bunch of nice artwork on the wall. Like there's these nice, it's a dark hallway, so they're, the artwork is lit in a certain way, almost like a black light effect for some of them. But they're yes. bright and they're colorful and you get a bunch of Peter Pan scenery that you don't really get anywhere else, like a Mermaid Lagoon. It's very Captain colorful Hook. and dramatized. Yes. <laughs> um, you see Peter Pan flying from Neverland. So like nice, cool artwork that honestly I wish we could have in our house somewhere. Mm. And uh, like the general pro for me is just the fact that you get to visit the Darling's home right. from the movie. So you start outside, you see the parent's silhouette in the window and the Nana, the dog, outside so if you're a kid right i mean you're probably approaching this like oh my gosh we're about to go in i see the parents i see the dog like how cool is this you walk in and basically you're right in the kids room you look at the big window you can see london you see big ben out there and um as you walk into that part of the the room as the queue snakes around there's a cabinet there with glass windows with a lot of objects to look at i'm not going to say all of them are interesting object objects but you're in the room you might as well take a moment and see what you can find because there's a bunch of stuff in there. And then after that is when the real fun stuff happens. And I think is truly the magic of the queue of Peter Pan's flight. Um, on the left-hand side, as you're walking in, you can see Tink flying around the bedroom. You'll see her like land in like that chest. And there's like pixie mm-hmm. dust coming out of the lock of it. And it rumbles a little bit, like moves. You hear the like jingling. Of yeah, the, you hear the sounds. Yep. She'll fly near the um, the toy ship that's on like a shelf. And the, the ship will start rocking as if she like bumped into it. And and it's at this point where the room comes alive, right? I feel like you're now in, in like a scene of a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, after that is the like the shadow sequence where all kinds of things are happening. So you'll see shadows on the wall of butterflies and they interact with you, which is with wild. Your shadows. Yes. So you uh, create a shadow or cast a shadow on the wall, and your shadow interacts with the shadow of the objects, 
Mm-hmm. The, what I mentioned was butterflies, but other things happen too. Bells will fall down. And if you go to like smack the bell with your shadow, it makes like a bell ring. It's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how it works. I know. Other than it might be magic. Science is crazy. Yes. And <laughs> um, Peter Pan flies in a little bit. I'll say that. And the butterflies sometimes do this nice, cool thing. And then right next to that is even more Tinkerbell stuff flying around, causing more objects in the in the room to move. And then when it's working, when you um, leave that room and go into the hallway, you are sprinkled with pixie dust through Before the... Before you the, fly, because yeah, you're ready to fly. Exactly. So you um, you get pixie dusted so that you can hop into your ship and then fly away to Never Never Land. I will say there are some um, hidden things to look out for while you're in this room right before you go into the hallway with the pixie dust. There are blocks that spell out a certain character's name. Maybe you'll see that. You'll see a uh, a suitcase with a bunch of stickers from around the world on it. Uh, There's a calendar on the left-hand side of the room that is opened to December of 1904, which is not a random month or year. 1904 is the year that J.M. Barry wrote the original Peter Pan. Mm. And then apparently, I have to look this one up, December is the month when the play first debuted in London. Ah. So a little bit of nod to some other right. types, other versions of the Peter Pan story. And that's all there in the queue of Peter Pan. So those are my pros. Okay. Do you want me to do my Yeah, what are your pros? pros? I'm sure there's some okay. overlap. My pros here are kind of the same thing. So when they updated the line queue, the darling's house, the children's bedroom, it's super fun. It's really interactive. So even when the line is stopping, um, because one of my cons is kind of about the line Mm -hmm. moving, it's like when you get into that area, one, you're in the air conditioning, and two, you have like things to look at and play around with. Those were, I mean, it was kind of the same things that you said. Those were my main pros there. So I think we can move on to the cons, okay. if you will. So um, remember everything I said about the pros? Yes. This is where the cons come in for me and make it, <laughs> right. it can't ever be a perfect score for me because yeah. of the big con, which I'm sure is what you're thinking too, and that it is a slow moving mm-hmm. line for lots of reasons. But the main reason is how low the capacity is, the uh, how low the capacity the ride is for a guest flow. So ideally like they have the theoretical capacity and then the actual operational capacity but both of them are around the same number which is about 800 guests per hour and i feel like without context it's hard to tell is that a lot or a little for context pirates of the caribbean can do 3,000 guests per hour so peter pan is slow it's not the slowest in magic kingdom but it is slow right and it's kind of wild to me to think about it because think about how many ships there are in flight but it's Mm -hmm. only because they fit one family and sometimes like if a family is a family of four, they're splitting up. You can't fit four in there, but you can fit three. So it's like they're just they cannot move guests quickly to that attraction. Additionally, it suffers from what I call the Kardashian effect in that it is popular because it has been popular. <laughs> right. Right. So when you hear, when you read any you Google any like blog or blogger about must do's in Disney World, they'll tell you if you're getting to to Peter if you're getting to Magic Kingdom in the morning. Hop on that line. That's the line you want to do first. It always gets there. So like it just creates this mm-hmm. this buzz where you just you can't avoid there being a line. There's just there's, oh, there's always a line, and it's like ninety minutes. I have to do this thirty second ride. <laughs> yes, and it's a fun, we love it though, right? Like it's a it's right. a straight up Disney classic attraction, not as good as the Disneyland version. Sorry everybody, but <gasps> um, it's a fun ride, right? So uh, it makes sense that people want to do it, and I think you should do it. But the real way to do it is to is to rope drop as a resort guest, so you can get there when it's like really, or you know, like truly before park open. Yeah. And um, I will also say that the interactive elements are fun, but they sometimes also cause the line to move slowly because this is what happens. You um, anytime you create a gap in the line is when if the cast member is like kind of waiting to maybe find a gap in the line to let some lightning lanes in. That's mm-hmm. it. That's so it. like if you're like caught up in stuff and then by the time you get around or anytime you create a gap, so sometimes, and it's not unique to this attraction, but just play yeah. with the interactive things and then also keep moving. <laughs> so um, yeah. those are my cons. The real big con here is, is how the, the low capacity. Yeah. Um, I mean, my main thing was you know the line. Like it just goes hand in hand with that. The line is really not constantly moving. Mm. Um, it doesn't constantly move like other rides that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. But um. It can, you kind of get stuck in spots. So it's kind of like when you're outside, you're kind of bored. 
Mm-hmm. And then when you're inside, you have things to look at, but you're also kind of like, all right, people move along. Yes. And that's kind of the con too about rope dropping it is because when you rope drop it, you have to, you have to basically move through all those things very quickly. Yes. And so it's actually kind of a con with the rope dropping because you're forced to move through everything mm-hmm. very quickly. Cause you're just getting through the ride. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. But like you rope dropped it. So you're there. The line's actually moving a little bit quicker at that time. Yep. Um, so that was kind of like my main con. And I'm like, there's nothing also, there's nothing special in the lightning lane. Like that was my other thing with it was yep. the lightning lane is on the other side and you have to wait a lot of times. Like there's actually sometimes a long wait in the lightning yes. lane. It could be 30 minutes. And you're like, seriously, like the lightning lane, it only does this little like loop around. And I'm like, yeah, what they're always trying to move people in the regular line. And so then you're in the lightning lane and, and that sometimes can be, can be backed up like outside of the attraction. Yep. And there's absolutely really nothing to look at there. Nope. And you're outside the entire time there. So with those things in mind, my mm-hmm. overall rating, are you ready for my overall rating? Yes. My overall for this one is a 2.5 out oh, of 4. Oh my yeah. goodness. I was like, the great things don't really outweigh kind of the cons there. But it, okay. I mean, it's an opening day attraction. Like it's not going to be super up to date. So it is what it is. I just say it's a two and a half. And I think that's why a lot of times we're like, just rope drop it. You don't want to wait yes. that line. So how about um, you? I gave it a three overall. I think my big hang up there is the slow moving ride, but I think the stuff on the inside is, is a f- as far as ride cues go, I mean, the reality is you're going to be waiting in lines. That's yeah. just the nature of a theme park. If you're going to be waiting on a line, at least have something for me to look at. And this, this cue does give you things to look at on the inside. Yeah. So I mean, I now put it's it much better than it was before they took out that yes. um, gift shop there and turned it into what that is. So it is a vast improvement on what they had there, but I, yeah, still there used to be restrooms, like, everybody over there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see what you all had to say. So those of you that okay. voted, um, 39% had it at a four star and 37 had it at a three star rating. Ah, so 70 okay. something percent of you, 76% of you were either between a three and a four. So mm-hmm. I would say that's a highly rated cue. Yeah. So it sounds like on our list of things um, that in the list of cues we talked about, that sounds like a pretty good cue then. Pretty good. Pretty, Overall. pretty good. <laughs> if you're a Kirby Enthusiasm fan. Okay, moving on. Our next one, one of my favorites, The Haunted Mansion. Ooh. As usual, we'll set a little mood here. So here's something that you might hear while you're lingering around the Haunted Mansion queue. <laughs> Like right off the bat, people are probably feeling ten, feeling a ten good out of feeling. ten for music. Yeah. Ten out of ten. You're for like music. five stars. We only went up to five four, stars. but five. Five. It goes to eleven. Um, okay, you want to start with your pros? Yeah. So um, I got a, a bunch of pros here as well. Uh, right off the bat, first pro that came to mind is theming. I really think mm-hmm. that in this corner of the park, if you want to call it that, um, I really feel like I'm somewhere different, somewhere else. It doesn't feel like Fantasyland doesn't feel like Frontier or Adventureland. I know it's technically in Liberty Square, but even still, I just feel like I'm transported. Maybe it's the brickwork. If you look down when you're in the queue, it's got like a pretty unique brick design. Plus, when you're looking around you, you've got the railing, the other brickwork around it, obviously the house itself. I just feel like I'm transported to like an actual, mm-hmm. I want to say a grave site because it's like a little morbid, but I definitely feel like I'm cemetery. not really in the cemetery. Yeah. Right. It just feels, it just feels different over there. It feels eerie. Um, as you approach the graveyard in the queue, there's even a sign there that says open for visitation as if you're visiting a mm-hmm. cemetery, just furthering that theme. There are a lot of things to read on the graves or the headstones in there. If you're not familiar with that, um, I do have an example for you. Here's just one headstone that you can look at while you're in this queue. Uh, and it says, and I quote, a train made a stain of absent-minded Uncle Blaine. Rest in pieces. Mm-hmm. Bit morbid. They kind of, they went there. They really went there with that. Um, that's just one example of some puns or some things. Some of them are funny um, in there. I do think that there are quite a few photo ops that may be underutilized in this area mm-hmm. specifically. I'm talking about um, when you are leaving like the canopy portion of the queue and you are entering into like that that graveyard scene. There are a uh, you know a handful of the busts right there. I say busts 
the way busts. that the the ghost host does. Yeah, <laughs> some marble busts of busts. some of our. Yeah. Anyway, um, you see some characters there from the Haunted Mansion universe. Maybe you know who they are. Maybe you don't. But you can read a little story underneath their heads there mm-hmm. for you a little storyline, a little context for yes. the attraction. And um, there are a few interactive elements throughout the queue as well. These are, I'm going to say, relatively new. This was not always here right. for Haunted Mansion. But right. over the last handful of years, um, they were added. In. Actually, I think it might have been 2012 or 13, something like that. So actually, we're coming up on I know. I feel, like they're, I feel like they're new. But when I think about when they came to being, I was like, it's, they're not that new anymore. Yeah, it's like a decade. So some of the interactive elements include the wall of instruments on the composer's tomb. So it's on both sides mm-hmm. of the composer's tomb. It's kind of like a bronze-colored wall almost that you can touch. It's got a bunch of instruments uh, imprinted in it. And the caption above the instruments says, He's come from this world of trouble and strife, but a touch of your hand brings his music to life. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, you touch the instrument and it, and it plays. plays. The ones you see first as you're approaching it are like more traditional instruments. Then the instruments on the other side are kind of weird. So you're going to be curious to see what they sound like. And you're going to be pressing those things just to see because they're a little funky, we shall mm-hmm. say. That's just one of the interactive elements there. you got like that big tomb the thing books. where the guy with the bubbles, the books that are coming in and out of the bookshelf. There's also that that other part of it where it interacts with you. And you help it finish its rhymes, which is an interesting part. I kind of don't want to spoil it if you've never done it. Yeah. Um, but it's this one part in the queue. And you never see this, by the way, if you do Lightning Lane, right? You won't ever, you don't see the graveyard, which is the bummer. Right. You can, um, um, can't you play the uh, the organ? I think you can play the organ. That's like Yeah, so the, the, the organ is like... interesting because it's, got a, got a, it's got a big raven theme on it. Yeah. I mean, the raven itself is generally like kind of a macabre animal, right? Mm-hmm. But... The uh, organ also says Ravenscroft on it, which hopefully maybe you all know. Uh, Thurl Ravenscroft is the dude, right? He's the deep voice guy. He's not the ghost host. That's Paul Fries. But you'll hear him um, as a marble bust, and he's just uh, a deep voice guy. Also actually does a a bunch of voices, but a lot of it is featured in Haunted Mansion. In addition to the theming and the interactive elements, I think there's a bunch of unique views of Tom Sawyer Island around here. So as you're in the canopy part, you can look over. You can even kind of see Frontierland in the background, a little bit of Adventureland. You see the uh, the boat going by, the uh, the steamboat. Like it's just an interesting, an interesting viewpoint. I think yeah. the indoor part is iconic with mm-hmm. your ghost host narration in the stretching room. Everyone repeats it when you're in there. Mm-hmm. Actually, don't like that part, but it's famous, right? So like that's yeah. how you know it's a big deal. And this ride has a high ride capacity. This one is approximately 2,800 guests per hour. Nice. It's in the top three for capacities in this park. So you have your 800 Peter Pan or your 2,000 more 2,800 Haunted Mansion. So the, the, the line might not feel like it, but it is moving. People are whipping in and out of that, li- out of that ride. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of on the same route. I mean, my main thing is like the line typically is constantly moving. Um, so, you know, there's, and there's things to look at for half the line. Like, yeah, you are in the covered, like that covered tent area Mm -hmm. where there's not really a lot going on and it kind of just, um, interweaves, but at least it's covered. Mm -hmm. Um, like at least it's in the shade. And then I, I mean, the theming, obviously there's so many Easter eggs. We could have like a whole episode just on like the Easter eggs in the line queue, I feel like. But, um, one, there's great photo opportunities. So even when you're getting off the ride, there's like a good photo pass area mm-hmm. right there to take pictures. But there's really cool things to take pictures of with the carriage um, and the house in general. It's just a yes. great, you can stand in the line and get really good photos of like the Haunted Mansion itself and the graveyard, yes. all that stuff. So um, you can take great pictures there. Obviously, the AC is amazing once you get inside. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of unique in the fact that it, there's a line and then it kind of splits it up and then there's a line. So yes. like... The pre-show, even though it's like part of the attraction, it is technically part of the line. Um, so I feel like it kind of chops it up. So you don't really feel like you're waiting that long in a line um, because they're like moving you through all these other elements to get yep. like onto the attraction. So okay. I think those are the big pros there for that one. And what are your cons? My cons. Um, my cons are that before you get into the covered area, it can be hot in the sun mm. because some of those parts are uncovered so they try to do their best i think but sometimes you just end up 
kind of waiting in that outside area. And when it's hot, there's not a lot of breeze coming through that area. Mm-hmm. So it can just get hot because of that. Um, and then my, my, like I, it's kind of a con, but even though there's a lot of things to look at because the line is constantly moving, you te- you typically don't really have a lot of time to play with those, um, interactive elements because you're not, there's not a lot of stopping, okay. I would say like by the time, you know, like the next, um, the next group moves into the, um, like the stretching room and the room yes. before that, it's like, you're kind of constantly moving through that part of the graveyard area. Um, so I think a lot of times people are moving kind of fast around those elements or it's like what you said before where people kind of stop yep. and they're playing with the items and then you're like, okay, no, for real, like move on. Like the line <laughs> is moving, move forward, please. Um, so I think that can be kind of a con in itself, but those were sort of the main cons there. Okay. Um, I mean, I just love this attraction. I love the line yeah. cue. So, um, uh, what about you? What about cons? Um, I have a couple things, just like you said there, there's quite a bit of outside time. And yeah, it's covered. And yes, there are fans, but heat and humidity are lingering yeah, like a ghost. And yeah. yeah, one of the unhappy haunts is the heat and humidity. Mm-hmm. And just like you mentioned, the line can often extend past the entrance. So on busy days, when um, the the line will be like to the in, like to almost to the entrance to the steamboat, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking. That's not. I'm not yeah. even being dramatic. There are times when it's out that far. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing. It's just you and the sun and you're roasting like a... Especially when the sun roast, is going down and it like the sun is like coming in sideways. Yes, you know? yeah. Like, at the end, you at just the end can't of the night, escape it. You can't, can't escape, escape it. it. It's haunting you. It's hot. And um, after the stretch room, so still within the queue, right? After the stretch room, there is a, uh, let's call it a significant bottleneck of people, mm-hmm. which I always find to be very uh irritating and yeah. or chaotic or it's like claustrophobic but yes. also if if anxiety you're driven yes <laughs> like I was gonna say, if you're someone who might find themselves to be a little more introverted and or kind of anti-large group of people kind of fitting into one tiny space this is not for you it's mm-hmm. unfortunately the way that the line is done here is such that you have to come out of the the stretch room and then go from a large group of people funnel into a single file line mm-hmm. that's like it's it's wild that they that they do that. Yeah. Because um, you can't even walk two by two in that. It's, it's not, not enough the room. Best it's system. so narrow. Yeah. So um, and for reference, the Disneyland version. This whole podcast is not to talk about how <laughs> the Disneyland version sometimes is the better version. But I will say their version that, does, that doesn't exist like that. Mm-hmm. That bottleneck is not there. There you still yeah. are in a queue after the stretch room, but the hallway is much wider and there's a turn right. involved and it's like it's wonderful actually. Yeah. And there are more things to look at. Anyway. Um, so I just find it to be less hectic there and I didn't realize how much I felt uncomfortable in the merge there until I tried a haunted dimension at a different park and I was like, Oh my gosh, I really don't like it back yeah. over there yeah. in Orlando. So those are my cons. I did think of another um another couple of pros that I liked that okay. I was like, I forgot about these. One is um the music, like the area music in general. Like mm. I-, I love hearing the wolf the werewolf howl. Yes. It's just something where like you can hear it in other parts of the park and you're like, Oh, the haunted mansion. Like there it is. I can hear the wolf howling. So that is something that's kind of like comforting and nostalgic. And then also I love that if you have the haunted mansion magic band and you go to tap into your, um, like lightning lane or whatever, it makes a special, uh, sound. So it's one of those like extra interactive magic things where it goes, I'm trying to remember what the sound is. We've talked about it here before. I think we did a sound clip like a while ago. Um, but it's like, like, it's like this, a creepier sound and it lights up and it's kind of cool. Cause you're like, Oh, like we just didn't even know. We just loved having the magic bands. And then we went to yeah. tap in, we like heard it and it's like, Oh, that's something kind of extra and fun. So those are other, uh, pros there. But anyways, let's talk about our overall ratings. Those are the surprise and delight magic bands, that's, which, that's we, right. which we that's love. Right. So, um, when I think about all of the theming and there's a lot, like I mentioned, there's a lot to look at. There's a lot of, uh, haunted mansion storyline basically in the queue some good fun photo ops, some interactive elements, some good views. The indoor part has awesome air conditioning, uh, high ride capacity. However, I'm still giving it a two, and here's why. Make the queue enclosed and a nighttime scene, and I'll be right there with a four. To me, if you're gonna if the whole building is gonna be like it's the nighttime, then just make the outside part like you're uh, you're approaching a graveyard at night. Just mm. do it. Make the whole thing. Because you go in there, it's bright as heck outside. Yeah. And you go inside and it's super dark. Let my eyes adjust while I'm in the queue. Sometimes it I'm literally, asking. I'm like, okay, 
Doug, like take my hand because my eyes have not adjusted. And yes. like, I honestly cannot see right now. <laughs> I know that this is not the only dark ride that exists, but what yeah. I'm getting at here is that like, it's important that it's dark because it's the type mm. of vibe we're going for. So I would rather the, the line be inside, not just because I want it to be air conditioned, although that would yeah. increase the score. Um, I just think mm. it would be a cool scene to see that graveyard be perpetually nighttime yeah. and then go into the house and your eyes are adjusted. So yeah. currently this thing's getting a two mostly because of how much time you're outside. Okay, well, I highly disagree because my okay. overall rate, my overall rating for this is a three point five. Ooh. Um, I think that the pros far outweighed the cons here. Okay. Um, it is one of my favorite attractions, so obviously I'm gonna like it more. Yeah. But I just think with the overall like theming, with the all the Easter eggs and little things, um, that tie into all of the things over there. Um, yeah, three point five for me. So you're not alone. Okay. I am alone for the most part. So our voting went as follows. 52% gave it a four-star Wow. Rating. So okay. that's, you know, just over that's half. That's pretty good. And then the next chunk, 35% were a three-star. So 87% okay. voted it three or four percent. So in other okay. words, that's a quality cube. It However, is. I am in the group of 26 people <laughs> who gave it a two-star. So there's a small group of us. There's even an even smaller group of people. Who, five people gave it a one. Um so most people think it's either a three or a four star, like the clear majority. It's spring cleaning season, and I realized I have a problem. Yeah. And that problem is a ton of shirts oh, from yeah. the parks, mm. like like a lot, okay? Mm, I don't too. wear all of them, and I don't want to throw them away. So what can I do with them? Mm -hmm. And that's where Project Repat comes in. Project Repat is actually a company who takes your favorite t-shirts and turns them into high-quality quilts. You can start with just eight shirts for a lap quilt or 18 for a big throw blanket. All blankets are made here in America by workers earning a fair and living wage. Project Repat has over 31,000 positive reviews on their website. Can, can we get some of that? Some of those reviews? Yeah. <laughs> they constantly have deals on their site. You can join their mailing list with a special link so you don't miss out on the deals. Right now, there's a fun little prize wheel that you can spin to save some money. Ooh, we love a good prize wheel. Uh, yeah, you can find the link to sign up on our episode description and get one step closer to bringing a new life to all of your unused shirts. Let's be serious. We're talking about the Disney ones. We'll move on to Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, a.k.a. Seven, Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. Mind Train. <laughs> and uh, you might hear something like this when you're in the queue. <laughs> If you're not acting like an animatronic when that comes on, you're doing Just something side wrong. Side to side, yes. side to side. It's high quality. It is. Good stuff. All right. Hit us with your pros, bro. Sure. I will say that if you just look at this cue from the outside, you're going to think that a lot of it is outside, but there are a bunch of parts that are covered and have fans. So have a little faith here to know that you're not always in the sun. You are in the sun quite a bit, mm -hmm. but um, it's not the whole time. I feel like it's important to point that out. And there are a bunch of interactive elements throughout the attraction. And these might be more focused for kids, which is kids. okay because this does have a lower height restriction than some of the other um, coasters in the park. It's really a, a family coaster, right? Mm -hmm. So as you approach the vault, there is a digital gem sorting game. So you're able to pull gems, match them by size and color for you to be able to, to sort them. Um, the interactive element after that um, follows a sign that reads, just wave your hands right under the spout to make the music and water pour out. So, you know, you put your hands under there, it plays music, and it's got, like, you know, it's got, it's, uh, I think it's themed to woodland creatures, right? It's very Seven yeah. Dwarfs, yeah. Um, you know, old school Snow White. The next interactive element, once you're in the vault, I feel like this is the one that probably people talk about maybe the most. I feel like if you're ever looking at a photo or a video, people are showing this part of the attraction cue. And that is within the vault, there are the spinning barrels of gems. Mm -hmm. When you spin the barrels the right way, you'll see some fun things mm -hmm. appear on you the ceiling. You have to spin all of them, though. You can't. Well, you can well, spin one at a time, but when you spin all of them, there's something happens. even more special treat. Yes. And at that point, you're basically inside in an air conditioning yeah, and, uh, and then you know, once you're fully in the in the in the load area, the loading area is inside air conditioned. Great, because there are some loading areas that are inside, like Big Thunder Mountain, as an example, where the AC is just not. No, it's not it. No. It's not the one. Um, it's but this one's this hot. one's different. 
um, it is, it's good in there. So my overall pros is that parts of it are covered and there are quite a bit of unique interactive elements to keep your mind occupied and kids occupied throughout the attraction. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of, I kind of basically said the same thing. I was like, there's some interactive elements. It's mostly shady when you're outside. They really tried with a lot of those trees. Um, the AC is like legit when you get in there. Um, but the like AC part, I feel like is a smaller part of the line. It's like the smallest part. Yep. So it's hard cause it's kind of, you actually don't know if it's more helpful or hurtful because you get in there and it's freezing. And so it's like, you finally get to the point where you cool down and then you have to go right back out into the mm-hmm. heat. So there's that back and forth. Um, I go back and forth with that. And then obviously I think the theming is great. The interactive things are pretty cool, but it takes a while, in my opinion, to get to those interactive things. Okay. Um, but the line doesn't really constantly move, I, I guess. I don't feel like. So you do have some time to kind of mess around with some of the interactive things in there. Um, okay, let's move to the cons. So the cons for me is obviously it's mostly outside. Um, mm-hmm. You only really get that AC part at the very end. But at least, I mean, I guess this is kind of a pro. At least if you do the lightning lane line, um, it's like that same kind of area where there's AC and it's inside and you don't feel like there's just nothing there. Um, they do have like a couple of the TV screens that like show you what the ride, like how to sit on the ride and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so it's mostly outside. The line doesn't really move that quickly. It's a very popular line. So it's always long. It's one of those, like you want a rope drop. And again, if you're going to rope drop it, you're not really going to pay attention to those interactive elements. Mm-hmm. You're going to just get on the ride, um, get through the line as quickly as possible. So those are kind of my cons. Yeah, my cons, same thing. A lot of outdoor time, a lot of outdoor time. Because even though you're covered, just like the the plight of the Haunted Mansion, covered is good, but there's not a whole lot of breeze. There are some fans, but still, right? You're just yeah. blowing around people's feet sometimes. They try really yeah. hard with the fans. And it's like, I can appreciate that, but sometimes there's just nothing you can do there. It's nothing. Um, and it is a, it's like a medium moving line. So approximately yeah. 1,500 guests per hour. So more than Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. but less than Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So it's like kind of in the middle. It's kind and of one of those as... like you stop for a few seconds and you like are just about to sit down and then the line moves. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as the other coasters in the park go, this has a lower capacity than Space Mountain, but a higher capacity than Big Thunder, but not by much. So mm. basically in between Space and Big Thunder in terms of how many guests per hour. So my overall rating was a three. I didn't do any of these half things. So uh, a three overall, which okay. is kind of funny that I think about it because like, wow, I really pooped on the Haunted Mansion cube by giving <laughs> yeah, it a did. two. But and I stand by it. And you had a think, lot more pros for Haunted Mansion. I know. It just bugs me that once I once I thought about how it could be a, a nighttime scene, there's no yeah. tra- you can't convince me otherwise. But Seven Doors Mine Train. Seven Doors Mine Train. Seven Doors Mine Train. Um, I just think some of the, the things on, in the queue are, are cool. Okay. So three well, overall. I overall gave it a two point seven five. Wow! Oh my gosh! We're I was really like, getting. I was into like, it. it's a little bit better than a two and a half, but it's not a three for me. So I'm okay. going with two, two and a quarter stars, two and three quarter stars. Okay. Our voting mm-hmm. came in with forty three percent, giving it. What do you think? A two. Forty three percent voted four stars. Ugh. And okay. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. <laughs> translated, <laughs> Beth does not agree. Yeah. And uh, 40%. And honestly, I don't know. I mean, I'm, su- I'm surprised to see four stars as well. Yeah, but you know four- what? People like it. Okay. Um, 40% with three stars. So that okay. means 83% so like find this to be a favorable cue. All right. Um, All right. What did I give it a three? So I'm kind of in the in the average there. 13% at two. So, okay. all right. You know what? It is what the, it is. The, the universe is even for me saying what I said about haunted and you saying what you're I saying. I said what I seven. said. <laughs> Uh, All right. Um, The Dumbo attraction, I'm excited to talk about because this is probably the most unique queue of all of the attractions that we've done so far because of my very first pro, the pager system. So if you've traveled during COVID, it was a little bit different because they didn't quite need the pager system because the lines weren't there. So there was a a time when they weren't really using the pager system, Mm -hmm. certainly before COVID. And I think now it's, it's back to normal. But that pager system means... When you enter the attraction, you're given a ticket to the amazing Dumbo, but it's like a pager you get at a restaurant with right. your table's ready. Right, right. But while you're holding on to this pager, you can go play in the circus tent thing, mm-hmm. right? So it's all circus tent themed. 
um, it'll, you know, it'll go off when it's your turn. You just bring it back to the cast member and you get to actually like approach the loading area, part of the line. But anyway, there's um, places for the kids to play and maybe more importantly for Greg, there are uh, uh, spots for adults to sit down and relax in the air conditioning. Yes. So the idea that you can kind of, it's kind of like a virtual queue before they did virtual queue or virtual boarding groups, right? So you go to the attraction and you wait in the attraction, but you're not in a line. You're sitting around, you're playing, whatever. You're like waiting for them to call your table. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're waiting for that thing to go off like you're at the Olive Garden and you're getting uh, unlimited right. breadsticks. So it's when you hear your family. <laughs> um, in addition to just the big pro of the pager system, um, the the other pro that I want to like make sure I describe a little bit are the play areas on the inside. Yes, this, these are meant for children, mm-hmm. um, basically like ages four to eight for some of the bigger things. And then there are some areas for smaller children than that. But the ones for the, quote, bigger kids, 48 years old, there's the burning building scene from the movie inspired Mm -hmm. by the Dumbo movie that features a a slide for bigger kids, which is kind of cool. And then some like walkways up around there, right? For smaller children, there's the human cannonball slide. You're not entering a burning building. You're just kind of walking up steps and going out of the human cannonball um, cannon. And then um, there's the play area in the center with like these structures and things for kids to play with. And I don't, so I don't spend a lot of time in there mostly because, you know, we don't have kids, but I will say when we were in this area waiting to meet the characters for the Halloween party, they use this as a meet and greet area for Donald. That's why we were there. Daisy and Minnie, I want to say. We noticed this thing that this kid, like the kids were playing with that was like an interactive thing with fireworks. So you go over to this barrel, if I remember correctly, and I couldn't find a picture of it. So if anyone knows what I'm talking about, mm. please feel free to let me know and validate my thoughts. And maybe this wasn't <laughs> a dream. But I, what I remember was either a barrel of like leftover fireworks or some type of barrel where when you did something to it, it projected fireworks onto this little screen mm. that was up above it okay. um, as if you were like interacting with it in some way. So I don't fully remember what it was, but I remember yeah. sitting there thinking like, oh, that's kind of cool. And the kids like didn't 100% know what was going on until they realized what it was and then we do it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. So I would say look for things like that around. There are some there are some fun some fun things, but most importantly, you're inside. Yes. You're sitting down. In the AC. Yes. And just as an FYI, you don't have to ride the attraction. If you want to come to this play area just to play, you don't have to take a pager and there are exit doors in the back. So you can just walk out. You don't have to go on the attraction. So in other words, if if you're having a a heat-related kid meltdown and they need a little play area, but it can be inside, maybe this is your area if the kid is between, you know, maybe under the age of eight. Yeah. Um, I mean, my pros were kind of the same thing. I'm like, main thing is it's AC. You get to sit down Mm -hmm. if you want to. Um, It doesn't really feel like a line because of the play area. I was like, it's, it's really fun for the kids. Like, I was like, in a non-creepy way, you can kind of sit and just watch kids play and, I don't know, like, just hang out. You can be on your phone or whatever you're doing. Maybe you're booking your next lightning lane or whatever it is. Um, So those are my pros. But I wanted to go ahead into the cons because I almost feel like it can be a con because, one, I'm like, there's nothing to do if you're not a kid, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you can just sit in the AC, that's it. But I think parents might see it as a con sometimes because I have definitely been in there when they were not able to get their kids off of the oh. toys like their kids yeah. don't want to stop playing to go on this ride like they don't understand they just are like we're in here playing like I, why do we have to leave now so there has been like that sometimes that can cause a meltdown in itself because your kid just wants to stay in there and play and they yeah. have to like go ride the ride um so i have seen that a little bit so it's like it's okay. a pro and a con um but yeah i mean my main con was like there's just really nothing interactive to do unless you're like a kid in there okay um but other than that, I mean, I, I honestly just kind of feel like it's one of those like, yeah, it's nice. It's got AC, but it's like nothing super, super special, I guess. Okay. Even though it's completely, it's different than any other line cues that we've seen. Um, I mean, I appreciate that they're not making you sit out there and like watch the ride go a million times before you get <laughs> yes. on it because it's literally just a circle. Yeah. Um, I think it keeps it a little bit more magical because by the time you get over there, then it's like, oh, yeah, it's like our turn. You know, yeah. like I feel like when you're um, in line for the magic carpets and stuff like that, yeah. or you go to like or a fair, spin any of those, you're just kind of like, yeah. oh, my God, I've seen this a million times now. Like I'm yes. kind of over it. Um, But I appreciate that. And the fact that there's more than one, right? Because Dumbo used to be one. They used to only yep. have one of them back in the day. A mirrored version. And now it. there's two. So I like that, too. 
Uh, what what con other cons do you have? The, the only con I put on here was that it's uh, the ride capacity is 900 guests per oh, hour. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not exactly a lot, but the way that the queue works is you might not necessarily be feeling that. Mm -hmm. um, if you were to ask me, I would rather be sitting down without anything to do than standing mm -hmm. up yeah. with something to do as yeah, an adult. Yeah, I get that. So totally. for that reason, I what gave this read? attraction a rare four. four. I gave it a four. This would <laughs> put me in air conditioning, and yeah. that's how I'm happiest. Yeah. You're more about the AC. Yes. I overall for me, I I just said a two and a half. Like I was like, okay. I mean, if AC is all you got, like that's great. But I mean, I I think there's just other things that are better. So I don't know. I kind of gave it a two and a half. Wow. Shots fired. Are we beefing? It's Are we not beefing something about we this? do a lot. Like I yeah. was thinking about this and I'm like, I can't tell you the last time I we did Dumbo. Yeah. Um, just because we're all like older now. Our whole fa even with Doug's family, it's like everyone's older. I mean, it's one of those like we have to do it because it's Dumbo. But I also do think it's way cooler at nighttime. So I'm gonna go yes. and throw that out there because you're. It's just way cooler at nighttime. Do it Golden during the fireworks. Hour, Golden hour yeah. oh. and during the fireworks. Best times Oof. to do it, hands yes. down. So. If you've already seen the fireworks, I, I don't think we're suggesting to do this instead of the fireworks. No. I would say if you've got your proper viewing out of the way yeah. and you have additional viewings, it is cool to go around when the fireworks go yeah. on. Just all the lights and stuff and the water. Yeah. Cool. But all right. What did it everybody cool. else rate it? 37% gave it a three-star rating. Oh, okay. So. And 28 out of four. So this was definitely a more mixed um, mm, uh, yeah. voting here. Um, mixed results. I wonder... I also wonder what, like, how many of those people have kids and how many of those people don't have kids. So that could be the answer. So, yeah. um, with twenty eight percent as four and thirty seven percent at three, that means a little over like sixty percent, fifty five. We do the math on that. Sixty five, sixty five. Mm -hmm. Do I hear seventy? Um, around sixty five percent are between three and four. So a little on the lower end. Yeah. Um, but we did have twenty six percent coming in at two. So all over the place here. So it probably just depends on whether or not you're going with kids. I think yeah. I think that might be the deciding mm -hmm. factor overall. True, true. Here with Dumbo. All right, our last attraction is over in Hundred Acre Woods, where you might hear something like this. This has been in my head. Here we go. Kind of makes you want to go take a nap. That's like my, I'm on my way to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed that clip of audio for this yesterday, and I just, it has been in my head since. It's 24 oh, hours gosh. of listening to that in my head. But anyway, let's talk about some pros and cons. Mm -hmm. I actually don't have a lot to talk about with this one. Me neither. Because to me, this is such a... First of all, it just reminds me of a doctor's office. I don't know. I think it's because of like the yeah. the toy yeah. thing in the middle yes. where you like are dragging almost like the, the beads around yeah, the, the beads. yeah, around yeah. like the wires. That's the first thing that comes to my to my mind. But overall, um, for pros, I did write there are things for kids to do because beyond just the doctor's office toys, um, there are lots of other things. There's like the almost like the drums you can kind of yeah. play with and stuff. There's like a bunch of things. A lot of them make noise. But the weird thing about, or the unique thing about this attraction is they're not technically on the line. They're off the line, mm -hmm. right? So the way that the queue goes, when you're in that area where it's covered and the interactive things are, the kids like have to get off the line to play mm -hmm. and the like adults have to stay on because the, the queue doesn't sneak through those interactive things. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's yeah. an interesting concept. You can um, be in line and there's a bunch of kids over here playing with stuff. Yes. Because I feel like what I've, what I've noticed a lot of pe people doing is like one parent will just stand over there kind of with the kids. Yes. And they'll go through the rest of the line. And then when they get closer up to the front, they'll they be like, so-and-so, like, come up. And then they like all kind of filter through everybody. Which I think um, is an interesting approach, right? Because this way, mm -hmm. like, at least you get to split up. If you're the parent online, you're like, I get some peace and quiet maybe yeah. for 10 minutes of my life. Um, so I would say overall, that's really my biggest pro is there's there's stuff to do. That's yeah. it. That's my, my only pro. My thing was lots of interactive things, but germs. Yes. Um, because yeah. I'm like, I doubt those things are wiped down. So, and I remember during COVID, they were all covered. Like, mm -hmm. it was like, you couldn't touch any of them. And I'm like, yeah, because that's probably like patient X right there. <laughs> um, so... Um, I also just said it could be fun to watch like the kids have fun because sometimes the kids are hilarious when they're playing with some of the things yeah. that they're doing. Um, the line moves pretty steady for this one. I feel like I don't feel like it's a super um, I would say maybe another medium moving line. Okay. Would you say that? Well, I know the number, so I can't say oh, okay. yes or no to that. Um, 
And I think the theming is great. Like everything's pretty themed. Uh, they love the, like the tree with the outside with the um, the mailbox yeah. that says poo on it. Yeah. And another thing that I thought was kind of a pro is um, the meet and greet is right there. So you can kind of like watch the meet and greet going on yes. too. If you're like over at that part of the line, it gives you something else to watch. And you're like, oh okay. my gosh, like I'm here and there's Pooh and Tigger right there. Mm-hmm. Like we're going into his ride and here he is. So that's kind of cool um, to see. So I like that it's like right there with his ride too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, not. I mean, not too much going on there. Just okay. you know, I For do my... think that the um the gift shop's a little. It's tiny. It's so small. It's small. It's yeah. very small. But anyway, it's more like twenty acre woods. Where's the other eighty? <laughs> yeah. So uh, my cons. It is. It is. I would say a slow ride in terms mm. of the capacity. Mm. It's about. It's just under eight hundred guests per hour, which is actually less. That is small than Peter Pan. But yeah. the difference is that this ride is less popular. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it, which is not to say it's a worse ride. It just doesn't get the same buzz that uh, Peter yeah, Pan I mean, gets. Yeah. Winnie so. the Pooh can suck it because he took <laughs> the ride from Mr. Toad. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Someone's bitter. Um. I did write that you're you're basically outside the whole time, yeah, even though you're you covered. It's your you know the the uh, yeah. hot Florida air is coming in there. In addition to germs, I just want to shout out the touch screen for the honey oh my as gosh. maybe the grossest thing right that like i was like who Kingdom. thought of this and who yes. was like you know what you know what this line needs something else for kids to touch that's just a wall of touch yes and I, I don't know i'm just like really curious how often any of that stuff gets cleaned like i'm like do you guys even i would assume overnight it? but i don't know throughout the day right, i, I truly day, don't know but i'd be surprised day, pretty sure it's a no it probably um, not because they'd have to close the line they'd have to interrupt yeah. the line to, to clean it and I mean, it's like fun to watch the kids play with them, but sometimes when they're like coughing in their hands, they're all coughing on each other and touching all the things. I'm like, nah, mm. man, nah. Adults too. I, I wouldn't oh, even yeah. limit this to kids. Adults I mean, just everyone touches that and you don't know yeah. where everyone's hands have been and you don't want to know where mine have been. So um, <laughs> your overall rating for the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh is? I gave it a two and a half. Oh, better than me. I gave it a two. Okay. Yeah. We'll turn to our poll here. Our uh, voters have spoken. Okay. And 45% of them gave it a two, three, oh. three star. You, guys, next you guys like vote, Disney more than we do. <laughs> the next highest was four. And then uh, two stars was only 20%. Interesting. So, um, mm. yeah. Okay. But still still think, a little bit more even. I feel like three three stars for the majority. But the yeah. majority was only 45 people. I think what 45%. I've learned about myself through this journey we've taken today is that mm. I don't like to wait. Obviously, I am very impatient. <laughs> I don't like to wait in general. So I'm like, okay, fair. you know, entertain me here or you're going to get a low score. <laughs> um, but I think people are, they just like them a little bit more, I guess. Could be. But maybe well, after anyway. they have listened to this episode, they might be changing their minds on some We're influencing. That's We're right. changing the minds we of people. We're changing the minds. Gorsh. All right. We have some news nugs today, y'all. We haven't done news nuggets in a while. Okay. I'm going to kick us off here. So uh, the first thing we have is that there are some new capture your moment photo session locations coming to Magic Kingdom. Beginning, I'm just going to read this from Disney Parks blog. It says, beginning May 1st, you can escape into the timeless stories of Fantasyland and explore charming photo backdrop options. After checking in for your experience inside Sir Mickey's, your photographer can help you choose a photo prop and your capture locations. So before they only had a few of these and now they've like opened up to more locations around the park. Um, so these include the backside of Cinderella's castle, Prince Charming's Prince Charming Regal Carousel, Rapunzel's Tower, Prince Eric's Castle, Storybook Circus, Belle and Maurice's Cottage. Um, you can do one outside Beast Castle and around the Mad Tea Party. And it says so much more. So uh, while you're guaranteed one photo location per session, most sessions end up visiting a few locations to take photos. After being escorted to your chosen location, you'll have up to 20 minutes to capture photos. So yeah, they are adding a few lo- few more locations. You may be like, I didn't know what they had before. It was only a few of these. I think it was like Cinderella Castle, the Carousel, um, and maybe Storybook Circus. I'm not sure, but they have added a few more to these. So if you, it's essentially like you're signing up to do a like photo session, family photo session, whatever. You get 20 minutes with a photographer and then you get all those photos. And they're, they're unique photos because yes. it's like dedicated quality time with the yeah. PhotoPass person instead of waiting on Main Street and getting them for like two minutes. Correct. 
Correct. You could do a lot of damage. Yeah. Well, you could do a lot in 20 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. What you got? Disney did announce the Food Mind Festival coming to Epcot. It will be July 27th through November 18th. So we're getting a little bit more of a break this year. And I do mean a little bit more. But a break between flower and garden and food and wine. Last year, they were like one week away. This time, there's almost just like 20 days in between, something like that. A little wow. over 20 days. Okay. So a little bit of Diet Epcot will be in there yeah. in the month of July. So July 27th through um, about a week before Thanksgiving. There are some things that are coming back and some some adventures around town that maybe you remember. Emile's Fromage Montage. Mm-hmm. Enjoy five cheese dishes around the marketplaces to redeem a sweet treat unique to the festival. Yeah. Uh, Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak. Mm. Hi, see what they did there? Hide yeah. and Squeak. I heard it. You find hidden Remy's around World Showcase. And I don't remember if this is new or not. I feel like this is. Uh, Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit. And it's yeah. really for the month of October. That sounds new. September 29th through um, Halloween Day. It is a special pumpkin scavenger hunt. And they did also announce that the Eat to the Beat concert series will be back, but no lineup yet. You'll okay. have to wait to see which w- washed-up musicians which bands from the eighties and nineties are coming out yeah. to play. Well, that's how I know I'm starting to get a little on the old side because, like, there's sometimes there are bands where I'm like, oh, I know, like I've seen them live, <laughs> and now they're here at here at Epcot. I saw them live when I was in high school. Mm. Great. Yep. All right, my next news nugget. This is just a small little nug here, but it's uh, new stories and characters are going to be added to Star Tours in Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Disneyland Paris, and that's coming in 2024. They haven't really given us any further details, but they're just kind of saying, hey, we've got new characters. We're going to do some new stories. Um, They're going to kind of amp up Star Tours a little bit, make it a little bit more popular. I mean, there's so many different Star Wars stories at this point. It's about time they kind of update some things on that. So They're going in a direction that I thought is the opposite of the direction. I thought mm-hmm. they would just get rid of the Star Tours attractions well, yeah. because They're not. the two parks that have the Star Tours attractions also have Galaxy's Edge within them, at least yeah. here in the U.S. Yeah. But instead, they're doubling down. They're moving forward with adding on, plussing up Star Tours. So I'm knew? thinking that was probably like maybe pre-COVID they were talking about getting rid of it, but now mm. because of just the way that funding is and everything, they're like, you know what, we can update this for now and like that's what we're going to do to at least kind of like give it a little keep bit of fresh a, yeah keep it fresh yes. all right my last little nug here is a little tidbit for tiana's bayou adventure so they've given us a little Ooh. bit more detail on this as depicted in the new uh newly released rendering mama Odie is going to be um, a main character of this so basically she's going to be joking along with guest um in the journey that they take after a special display of her magic the 200-year-old Bayou fairy godmother with her eccentric belongings and the seeing eye snake, Juju, um, it says eccentric yet wise and all-knowing throughout the adventure. We're so delighted that legendary actress Jennifer Lewis, who starred as the voice of Mama Odie in Walt Disney's um, animation studios, The Princess and the Frog, will be returning for her role as Mama Odie. So they will be using her voice, which is great. I love when they do that. Um, but they're basically saying like, hey, she's going to be a huge part of this attraction. So. Yeah, she posted a video about it through the disney parks account on i want to say instagram where she's singing and it's truly a little bit she yeah. goes like just a nugget of the song she's like that's it and yeah. <laughs> she, just, she just stopped saying Mama it. I it was so funny <laughs> good stuff all right. all right now we'll go back in time for some disney history as always brought to you in partnership with the mouselets who will be back here so soon already at the end of this week then they're gonna good be back them. they were like coming back after i'm there too they're like, yes. you're literally going to be there like the week that we're not there, and then we're going to be back. Again. Yeah, they're avoiding you. Basically, they don't ever the want to meet you in person, okay. and that's fine. I'll take us back to 2012, so 11 years ago this week, when the orange bird returned to the Sunshine Tree Terrace signage and was included once again in the Things in Adventureland and Magic Kingdom Park. A quick little nugget. We're going we're gonna, to um, drop another nugget here, but this is a history nugget. Okay. Orange Bird was developed in 1970. Walt Disney Productions entered into negotiations with the Florida Citrus Commission. Yes, the state had a citrus commission Mm. to sponsor an attraction. The contract was signed, formalizing the Florida Citrus Commission's underwriting of a tropical bird show at the cost of $3 million. The following year, um, Wed Enterprises created the Orange Bird character to serve as the official mascot for promotional campaigns, and then things kind of fell apart. And it wasn't until 2012 that the orange bird made its way back into things in the Magic Kingdom. 
feel old because I'm like, gosh, I remember when that happened and it felt like it was not that long ago, but it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking us back to 1993, and that's when a dedication service um, happened at Walker Ranch officially became Disney's Wilderness Preserve. So mm. Disney and the South Florida Water Management District, they basically came to an agreement um, that would allow Disney to develop on an area in Central Florida, which was closer to their theme parks. Um, they would purchase and preserve Walker Ranch, which is 8,500 acres of wetlands located about 15 miles south of Disney World. The preserve is home to two endangered species, the bald eagle and the wood stork, um, as well as like several other like threatened species. So, um, yeah, they says Disney will use the central Florida area to build celebration, a new city themed after a typical small town America of the 1940s and 50s. Uh, today, the wilderness preserve is owned and operated by the Nature Conservancy. Hmm. That was back in 93. 93? 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Three whole decades. Actually. She died 30 years ago. Where's that from? Grace. Grace? The oh. blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas uh, vacation. That's right. Everybody. You're welcome. Um, I have a quote, as always. Before we get there, I do want to mention to you all, if you want to hear our episodes without any of the ads that you heard today, you can always catch our ad-free version of this episode as well as what sometimes wind up being PG-13 bloopers from mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. We put all of that um, on our Patreon channel. So we have our bonus episodes every week and then also ad-free versions of the big episode. And sometimes they come out early. Often yeah. um, they'll come out either the night before or even sometimes um, a full day, full 24 hours before day. it is dropped on Wednesday. You'll find the link to our Patreon site in our uh, episode description. If you like what you heard today, you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review over there. We do greatly appreciate it. It helps us become more visible in the podcast community. If you want to follow our account on Instagram, the podcast account is at That Park Life Podcast, or my personal account is at The Disney Greg. I am at The Real Beth McDonald. On Instagram or on our website, you can uh, ask Beth and Greg. You can also submit a magic gram or, or submit a magical cast member moment. And our website is thatparklifepodcast.com. If you're wondering what we bring with us into the parks, you can find everything that we bring, our full list, on our Amazon uh, link also in this episode description. It does take you to your normal Amazon account, and you're able to buy the things that we say we bring with us in the parks. And we do have to say those are affiliate links. We get a little, little something, something, mm-hmm. little something, something on and the I side. And I do, we, uh, Doug and I bought something new this week that I'm excited because I was like, I need to send Ooh. this link to Greg to put it on, on our list, but you'll have to go there and oh. check it out. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. Secrets. What a tease. Secrets. And uh, anything else that we talk about is always available in our episode description. Okay. I've got a quote from Brother Bear because I have them on the brain because of the celebration going on at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park this week um you can actually meet some characters from the movie brother bear there which isn't a normal thing so uh this quote is from and i i'll be honest haven't seen the movie but this quote is really interesting to me so i don't know how to say this character's name but it looks like it might be pronounced denahi or denahi i said the same thing <laughs> denahi denahi or denahi <laughs> i don't know everybody i'm so sorry but it's from the movie brother bear okay okay quote the world is full of magic Small things become big. Winter turns to spring. One thing always changes into another. And with that, we leave you all. Yes. We'll see you all next week. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us yet again. See you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.